Hello, and welcome to the Travel Japan with Wes Mather podcast. In this series, we explore living, working, studying, and of course, traveling in Japan. I hope to inform you on how to travel smart, safe, and with confidence, all while hopefully having an amazing time abroad. Everything you hear will be based off of my personal experiences, research, and experiences of others that I know. I'm your host, Wes Mather, and I hope you enjoy. Thank you for listening, and now let's begin. Hello and thank you for joining us on the Travel Japan with Wes Mather podcast. Happy holidays and this evening we will be trying something new. Joining me is my co-host Brendan Bates and we will be doing a live streaming of this week's episode. So as this is our first time doing this, thank you for any patience with technical difficulties or the sound quality of my microphone. But we will be discussing the holiday seasons in Japan as I've seen them living here. Starting with news, then answering questions, and going into first-hand experiences of what I've seen here. So thank you for watching and now we begin. Basically today we're going to do a live stream recording of uh, the podcast that we've been creating together about everything we uh, have interest about in traveling Japan, my experiences in living in Japan. And today is our uh, holiday episode, so we have some holiday news set up for everybody. Also, I'm going to talk about differences that I have experienced in Japan during the holiday season, specifically Christmas and New Year's, uh, which have been the main thing, the main holidays from the West that have transferred over to Japan. I think we can just start off with some Christmas news if you guys would be uh, interested in that. Our first segment in the news that has uh, holiday related themes is every year in Japan they have the top most used kanji that has been used in the news and uh, used in social media. So kanji is the Japanese characters and basically it would be the same as the most used words in America. However, 2020 being the year that it has been, the top uh, 10 most used kanji have been much darker than any other year before. Uh, to start us off, the first one is density. Uh, the kanji that means density, uh, and that is basically because all the time on the news they talk about the density of uh, coronavirus cases clusters. That's uh, Mitsu, and that's the first time that has ever been up in the news ever. And of course, the second two would be damage, disease, new and uh, change, destructions up there, bacteria is there, and Demon is actually the ninth most used kanji in social media and news Demon. Uh, this year. Oof. And Epidemic is 10th. And <laughs> <So, laughs> yeah, this so, year's looking pretty rough kanji. Yeah, that does sound pretty bleak. And uh, if you do compare those to the 2009 ones, the 2009 most used kanji include uh, new, beginning, and change. You mean See? 2019, not 2009. Oh yeah, 2019. <laughs> Yeah, not yeah, 11 years ago, one year, one year ago. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, so this is something the Japanese news does to basically kind of just take a screenshot of a year's uh, trending topics through words. I think they have those things called like word bubbles that you may have seen that maybe take your uh, most used words in social media and it can kind of give you like a uh, vis- visualization how you are used to conversating and something like that, which can be some, self- some self-reflection. So this is some uh, reflection on Japan's 2020 with some pretty dark uh, used words. So let's do this for 2021. It is, it's, it's crazy. It is quite the bummer that it's, it's so much like devastation in all of the words. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. And uh, much hope that uh, 2021 kanji will include words like recovery or uh, Olympics or things like that for Japan. But we will wait and see. Yeah, 2021 will definitely be the year of the Olympics. It's got to be. I'm yeah. hoping so. Sports, athlete, something. One of those words are going to be on there for next year for sure. Yeah. Should have yeah. been on there this year. It's got to be there next year. <laughs> right. Yeah, the Japanese government's really pushing for it. So fingers crossed for that. Uh, the new prime minister is definitely pushing for having Tokyo Olympics coming through next year, um, no matter what, basically. 
the previous uh, Prime Minister Abe uh, was very hesitant and wanted an all or nothing Olympics, meaning that they would wait till the pandemic is completely over and they did not want to like make restrictions to the amount of people that could come to the Olympics or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Mainly because they wanted the tourism revenue that they would usually get from the Olympics to be as full standard. But uh, the new prime minister is much more flexible as regards to like having uh, the Olympics streamed, having the amount of viewers, a third of what they previously could have uh, expected and having all the athletes quarantined and not having not being able to stay in Japan after they compete. So it would be a more bleak Olympics, but it would happen. So that would be the plus. Events this year are things I, I don't know, man. We got the vaccine out and running around, and hopefully yeah. people will be uh, okay after taking those vaccines. And next year, fingers crossed. Speaking of events, let's look at some Christmas events. It looks yeah, like we got some fun Christmas events coming around. Uh, Tokyo area events. It does look like there is a global art music festival that celebrates digital creativity, sound, music. An audiovisual art called the Mutech JP 2020. They're doing a shining flyaway at the Blue Forest, um, bright illuminations, and Sayatama. Yes, uh, yeah, Sayatama uh, will have extra holiday spirit to your Christmas gift shopping. So, lots of Christmas lights all over the uh, shopping center, I believe. Yeah. Um, and they're going to have lots of high quality European style foods and goods. So for those foreigners that are in Japan, that's definitely going to be an option for you to feel a little bit more at home this holiday season. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and that runs through Sunday, February 14th. Many of these things are fairly traditional uh, for uh, more recent celebrations of Christmas. They have things in Osaka I've been to every Christmas uh, called a German Christmas market, which basically does kind of recreate a small European city complete with fake snow and everything for people to go through and shop for like more European uh, mm-hmm. Christmas, uh, I guess, meals and food, things like um, they have like these giant like sausages and like very like European pizza as opposed to more Japanese style pizza and a lot of like freshly b- baked bread. And that's someplace I actually do see a lot of like um, American and European uh, immigrants in Japan uh, offering like their wares and like family run shops and stuff like that gathering there to do so. And I think just because Christmas is a holiday that has come from the West, but is widely celebrated in Japan, that is something that a lot of people find appealing to do uh, during the Christmas season. And it's so much fun. It's a fantastic place to go with friends, uh, to go with the date, to go alone if you just want to have some yeah absolutely man and i'm sure people really look forward to being able to eat like uh closer to home you know festive foods that time of the year yeah even yeah, if they are yeah. alone yeah um, so the christmas art festa looks pretty cool 2020 um the ginza galleries Ooh. consisting of 26 galleries in total uh for yeah, festive event for art lovers. So looks, that looks that like it's going to be pretty fun. It does look like that it finished up. But again, like I said, some of these are still going on. So we can keep looking. Um, and the Thai fair. Thai fair. Ooh, yeah. Give me some Thai food. Uh, man, can, can you... What do you think is better? Like pad Thai or like a Thai sub? Because... Dang. I, it's hard for me to say anything aside from pad Thai. I'm such a fan. Uh, yeah, Thai is amazing. And then honestly, like getting Thai food here uh, from like a Thai like run restaurant is so good because uh, it's, it's probably a lot more, more authentic than what you're yeah, to in the states. <laughs> with the spice, with the spice too, is very. I'm very used to not having much spice in my food because um, there's not much aside from like wasabi. There's not much spicy Japanese food. Some jalapeno used in sushi, but that is more recent of a thing too. But Thai food, um, <laughs> well, 
blow blows me away every time with the amount of spice that is used in a food, especially like the spicy beef salad or anything like that. But I'm a fan and a half of that, so I love it. Yeah, the Thai fair looked like it went by between December 2nd and 13th, so it was only for one day. But it looks like it was, yep, just right there in Tokyo. But these are also things that you can kind of keep an eye out for every year. It looks like most of these events that they put on here are yearly. So um, it does look like Christmas in the Sky 2020, December 25th. So if you are on your own for Christmas or you want to take a date out for Christmas, which seems to be very common in Japan, I would definitely go out there and check out the 360-degree panoramic starry sky view company with um, music and sparkling lights for festive season. So that looks really fun. It's in Rapongi yeah. Hills, uh, which is oh. right outside Tokyo, and it's kind of the very hipster-esque, uh, more happening area outside oh, of Tokyo. Yeah. Absolutely. Very big yeah. fan of uh, Rapongi area, for sure. Rapongi's wild cool. Definitely a bougie uh, area to kick it. If you go out for a night there, I would definitely probably expect to drop double the amount of money I would if I go out in like Shinjuku or uh, Shibuya or something like that. Well, to be fair, it. this it's it's uh, definitely pricey out in Roppongi, but it's only 500 yen. So you're looking at five US dollars to attend oh, right, that. Yes. Yeah, cool. so it's not that bad. Uh, recommended for couples and friends. So Ooh. yeah, definitely. <laughs> they know exactly what we're talking about here. Yeah, but hey, if you are listening to this and want to go alone too, go for it. Enjoy yourself. I've gone to, I've gone to some of these things by myself too, just because I hear about this on Twitter or something when I'm studying abroad and I'm just like that sounds cool I might never get an experience like this again hit up some friends uh maybe try to get a date nope no luck so I just go check it out by myself with some music and that's cool too I've also met really cool people that way but just side side note yeah let's see here Tokyo Christmas Market that looks pretty fun um that's gonna be in uh yeah what is that a bit uh hibia i can't pronounce that uh hibit be uh park oh no you could probably pronounce it uh it's almost fairy tale it says oh, that hibiki park. Gonna, yeah hibiki park hibiki park sorry about that um and then yeah looks like they're gonna have like handcraft workshops and uh, stages by German, Japanese, and gospel groups. So that'll be fun. That's going on through Christmas. Rapungi Hills again. They're going to do the Christmas market all the on on the twenty fifth. So after you're done checking out that uh, starry night sky that they're going to be having, um, mm-hmm. they're also going to be doing a Christmas market. So oh, man. and to be fair, these these definitely um, go on for a while. How many events that you got going on outside Tokyo? So yeah, looks like absolutely. if anywhere in Japan is all about the Christmas tradition or at least giving it a good try, it's probably going to be Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, without a doubt. It's a fun time. Uh-huh. I think more so uh, as far as living in the city in Japan and living in the countryside, Christmas is celebrated a bit more in the city um, than in the countryside. So many of my friends that do live in the countryside do come to the city for more Christmas events. I'm sure they do exist in the countryside, but just, uh, it's not a traditional holiday as many could have guessed being a Western holiday, but it is widely celebrated. So I think that's something that a lot of young people, college age people or uh, high school age people do during the holiday seasons if they do wish to celebrate Christmas. I'm gonna take a second here and look at the uh, comments, uh, just, underscore memo asked i read i read kfc is a popular is very popular in japan during the holidays yes it is it's a widely popular there's actually reservations taken for couples to go have kfc 
which blew my mind for a Christmas event. <laughs> and there are lines out the door for people to go get KFC. They wrap your KFC in a nice little Christmas box. Oh my and um, they really hit the jackpot on this with timing because it's only because uh, when Christmas was first mainly being introduced to Japan, KFC saw, hey, this might be an opportunity for us to uh, market ourselves as a Christmas tradition. So all of their Japanese commercials, all their Japanese advertising had the KFC, uh, the Colonel, I suppose dressed as Santa and uh, saying, you know, people eat chicken on Christmas. And if you're first hearing about this new exciting holiday and the one of the first things you hear about it is that you eat Kentucky Fried Chicken on it, it's going to be what you want to do. So, um, yeah, there are lines at the door of KFCs. Uh, I could not, I tried, I tried to get KFC uh, with my date one Christmas here in Japan. Not, it was not going to happen. I had to get another chicken. So that's marketing at its uh, point. And it's, you know, while we're on the topic of yeah, chicken themed Christmas fun, mm-hmm. let's let's pull over this one. Um, oh, the chicken sushi! Yeah, the chicken sushi. Oh. Let's let's bring that up. So we do have uh, a little bit of news, yeah. food, food news that we can throw into the mix uh, as well. Points. I'll, I'll definitely pull that up real quick. So uh-huh. chicken sushi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, jump into so, it. I'll pull it up I'm on the screen here in a second. Cool. Just to prove that um, chicken is such a staple of a Japanese Christmas experience, this is uh, some advertising for some chicken sushi. It says, ho, 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 merry fried chicken sushi appears in Japan. So for Christmas specifically, they made fried chicken sushi covered with uh, Japanese mayonnaise. I don't know what you might react to that at first. Initially, I would have thought that doesn't sound like the best thing, but I mean, I've had hamburger sushi, which I was also... I like adventurous food ideas. And Kappa Sushi uh, is making this, which is one of the largest sushi chains for uh, conveyor belt sushi. It's called Kaidan Sushi. And um, it's really great, fairly very affordable sushi, usually uh, two pieces of nigiri, which is the sushi, which is uh, one piece of raw fish over rice. is about like $1, $1 or $2. Mm-hmm. Like dollar sushi on conveyor belts. It's a great place to go with friends. They are jumping on board with this. Um, I'm sure this is going to be super popular. <laughs> it's definitely going to be popular. It's fried it's fried chicken with, you know, like the wasabi glaze yeah. over top of it. And uh-huh. they'll probably have some kind of uh, teriyaki soy sauce you can dip it into. Yeah, yeah with the uh, raw elements and food food news. Oh, I'm going to be hungry now. No, I feel you. Exactly. When we were recently <laughs> news, I was getting hungry too. And food and news always owns yeah. us when we're looking up news for podcasts. <laughs> uh, and if you guys do have the chance to spend the holidays in Japan, or no, just spend any time in Japan, definitely check out Kappa Sushi, Kaiden Sushi, Conveyor Belt Sushi. It's a really fun experience. And it's a great, affordable way to eat. Like, you know, five bucks, you can have 10 pieces of sushi. That's a solid lunch. Um, I feel like 10 pieces of sushi back in Los Angeles where I grew up not be five bucks definitely and uh especially with the level of quality that i can expect from just the kappa sushi which is almost i would i feel so bad about saying this but i would like the mcdonald's of sushi almost like you know you would like mcdonald's to have like their own sushi or you would no, say no, no. That they are the mcdonald's of sushi <laughs> they are saying, the, like, oh, okay they are the mcdonald's of sushi yeah this, this okay, kappa gotcha. sushi, they're like they're like uh you know it's the chain sushi it's the ch- sushi the cheapest sushi, but they're good. Okay. Their quality is solid. I've had sushi in Los Angeles. That well, I can't imagine that you'd have non-fresh fish coming off of the yeah, ocean in Japan anywhere ever, you know? Yeah. So. Uh, 
Yeah. Very I've easy never had like any frozen or too cold sushi. It's good without a doubt. So I don't know if you want, it's cool. It's like what high school kids <laughs> stop by on the way home from school to just have a quite quick bit, bite to eat with their friends before homework kind of thing. And that's probably why I make that comparison because McDonald's was what I did that for when I was a student. <laughs> Anyway, but we digress from Project and Sushi. We do have one more Christmas event that I would like to share. We do. Um, so we did discuss this on a podcast in the past, but we wanted to be able to just actually show it to you guys. So this is the Lantern Festival that's yes. um, coming out, and uh-huh. it does look absolutely amazing. Like, uh, yeah. oh my gosh, I want to go so bad. <laughs> so... Yeah, they got they got the map of like the layout of the actual festival. They're gonna have the food trucks over in the background over here, and these domes are probably gonna be where the vendors are, wherever all the arts and crafts are gonna be sold, and so and so forth. Uh, they're gonna have Santa Claus there, which uh, I don't know how do you say Santa Claus in Japanese? Santa Claus. Santa Claus. I, I, I hope you don't think I'm making that up. It's true. <laughs> I mean, most most Japanese is uh, borrowed English in a way. Sometimes, uh, not most, but ten percent, I believe, is borrowed English. Regarding uh, Christmas, like Christmas is a holiday that has migrated to Japan from the West. Mm-hmm. So, Merry Christmas is Merry Kurismisu. Um, like, so there's you don't really say Happy, like Happy Birthday or something like that, mm-hmm. or a Merry Christmas. The first time I came to Japan, I asked how I say. I went to a festival, Matsuri, and I asked how to say like Happy Festival, and they just said you don't really say that. That would be Atanoshi uh, Matsuri, but that would just mean like this is fun for for me. Uh, you say Omedito afterwards, which is like congratulations uh, on this festival. So, but that doesn't really work for Christmas. So you just take the English Merry Christmas, and it works. And then. Uh... Sorry, but the Santa Claus, I don't know why, but I just I just thought of this one TikTok that I saw where there's this uh, girl who couldn't speak good English with her boyfriend and she was trying to know the word for Santa Claus. I don't know if she was Japanese or not, but she was like, it's us Christmas daddy. <laughs> and that's what she called him because she didn't know how to say Santa Claus. I have so many stories I love about my friends. Um using very strange English with me that mm-hmm. I want to make TikToks about, but I feel I don't know how okay it is for me to do that. I don't want it to like come across as me making fun of people them, trying to work yeah. with But it's I, so... Funny. I think you should at least ask them permission before considering editing, saying, hey... I have, like, have them here with me, yeah. Yeah, But, but they yeah. make fun of my Japanese all the time, like, they're like... Yeah. I say, <laughs> <"Tano shinde,"> which means <laughs> have fun, and they'll be like, oh, Tano shinde. I'm like, all right, all right, I get it. I have a, I have a bit of an American accent. <laughs> I can't help it. And then when that happens, I'm like, oh, I just... I have so many stories of the strange English you guys have used. Look, if they can poke fun at you, you can poke fun at them. You know what I mean? I so, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'll share one now. Uh, very off topic from Christmas, but for the for the viewers we have here, one of my friends um, came to visit America. One of my really good friends, actually, it's key. Um, and then he really enjoyed uh, two more American restaurants, Jamba Juice and Papa Jamba. But because those are the first two things he tried on his own here, he switched the names up and he started calling them <laughs> Papa Jamba and uh, 
Papa Jamba. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> John's Juice. That's <laughs> when he started calling um, Jamba Juice. So he would like go order like, I really want to get John's Juice today. And uh, I don't know. That was my favorite thing. Did he say it with like a thick accent too? Yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. John's Juice. <laughs> yeah. And so I don't know. That was, I thought that was the cutest thing. And oh, I man, told him to be a good friend because I didn't always at. I don't know. I didn't want him sitting that in front of my friends and like, and I love one of my friends here too. Correct my Japanese, even yeah. if they do it sometimes in a you know a way a bit making fun of me. That's fair. But um, well, you need the criticism, or else how else are you gonna know that you're? Yeah, no, out? exactly. I was saying there's like this uh place here. Yeah, I was saying like wrong Japanese for a while with one of my favorite places here, uh, and my good friend just always just accepted like, oh, okay, cool, sounds good. But then. Another friend that was not as kind, I suppose, like alerted me right away. So I was like, "Yo, uh, Koto, why didn't you tell me that I was saying this word wrong for about a year?" <laughs> so that was kind of appreciated from that friend. Anyway, we digress again. So, um, um yeah, back to uh, delicious food that everyone's getting mouthwatered over in the comments. <laughs> we left off with the kitchen car right. at this event that has corn soup, beef hot sandwich, turkey leg, curry, garlic, shrimp, crabber pork steak. Grabber yeah. pork steak. That's an interesting... I wonder if that meant pulled pork. I don't know. It could be a mistranslation because I am translating this from Google. Oh, um, yeah. Uh-huh. Cheese sandwich, so grilled cheese, clam chowder, and a tapioca drink, hot chocolate, coffee, of course. The, the basics, the things that you need for Christmas. This is literally just brunch food if you think about it. <laughs> Exactly. That sounds so good. And that's all food that I don't know. I don't, wouldn't off the top of my head know where to find in Japan. So that sounds really cool that it's placed all together. Maybe you Um, should open up like a small American restaurant, like a legit American restaurant. You know, how many people are doing that though? Honestly, even in the big cities, how many like legit English, like American Mm -hmm. restaurants are there? I'd say a fair amount. Yeah, uh, yeah. But do they serve the food that you would traditionally want to get at a restaurant, or do they just serve basic bar food? Uh, I I don't know. I would say there are places that that have a good amount of food. So the food I miss mainly, and from Los Angeles, oddly enough, would be like uh, tacos from a taco truck, or like a, uh, mm-hmm. a just a, a very American burger that's bigger than many burgers and i'm sure there's there. some pretty good brunch places over there too in la yeah so. that's true uh-huh uh when can I you first get good here, brunch in japan you can but it's it's kind of rare so in osaka there's a place called amimuro which is american village and uh in tokyo there's a similar uh area kind of close to uh shinjuku that has like a very american centric area and they have like they mainly serve like steak like American steak, which is opposed to a smaller, objectively more delicious Japanese steak. But mm-hmm. American steak, people picture as like bigger, still good, but just bigger for less money. And uh, so places that have like American village will have uh, definitely hamburgers, uh, steak, and um, other food from other ethnicities. Because something that people think about American food in Japan is that it's a blend of a bunch of different. Um, cultural foods so sometimes that is kind of true Mm. yeah yeah especially varied on where you are and it also depends on where you are what you would consider as american food because you've got chicago 
claiming they have the best pizza. You have, yeah, you know, true. Manhattan saying they have the best bagels. You've got uh, everybody fighting over who has the best hot dog. You know, yeah. <laughs> it just really right. does vary where you are. But you go down to the south, like Louisiana, you got that country fried, you know, chicken, you know, mm-hmm. or country chicken fried steak. That's what it is, chicken fried steak. And oh yeah, grits and mashed potatoes that you'll never have anywhere else. Then. Yeah. you know that tastes as good than you would if you're in louisiana so i guess it yeah. varies where you are in the states that you can consider what is american food because you are kind of right it is a melting pot of different Absolutely. cultures uh, and a lot of different cultures that do serve their own like uh ethnicities food or country's food do go to like gravitate towards american village there's also mm-hmm. one in okinawa uh that's not called amemura they just call it straight up american village and um how popular is Mediterranean food? Very oh, oh. popular. <laughs> Again, uh, I saw one Mediter- Mediterranean restaurant in American Village, and the thing about these restaurants, they're much more expensive than they would be in the States uh, because they are more, I suppose, rare. Mm-hmm. So because of that, I think the qualities are really high, and it's really good usually. Uh, the one Mediterranean restaurant I know of in American Village has, again, like a wait time usually without a reservation you're going to be waiting an hour yeah, to get in you're saying american village like the one in osaka right yeah correct uh-huh okay. the one in, and uh so the food there from other countries is more expensive uh my favorite place there i would say it's this i don't know how contradictory like this is but my favorite uh american food there is from like a, a jamaican american that makes my favorite burgers mm-hmm. shout out to uh kevin kevin's restaurant <laughs> he just named it after himself. Best burgers <laughs> in Osaka, I'd say. Awesome. Kevin, if you ever hear this. Hey, I mean, some of the best Delicious. actual, like, legit restaurants I've walked into are named after the person who owns it, like Macy's or Monique's or. Right? Yeah. You know, uh, hell, think about Ben and Jerry's ice cream, you know? Right? <laughs> like, yeah. No, exactly. So, yeah. The, the, he, yeah. The dude is focusing on his food creation, not how to market a name. So, just, okay, I don't, yeah. Kevin the food's burger. good. Doesn't matter what it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're ever in Osaka, look up Kevin's Burgers. I do at some point want to make a list of my favorite restaurants and places to visit here. But mm-hmm. for any listeners now, that's a cool place. I I think we got far away from the topic of uh, the Christmas Light Festival, but that sounds hey, really that's cool fine. Too. We can get away from topic when it comes to food any day. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. England um, has the best chips, says Josh. I would probably agree. I don't know. They probably do. Hey, Dusty Alvarez, what's up? Welcome back. Now, where's American Village? So there are two American villages. Oh, sorry, bro. If uh, I'm just gonna answer some comments. Go ahead. That's what yeah. we're here for. Answer the questions. Yeah. So uh, in Osaka, American Village is called Amemura, and it's right between the number station Namba, Namba Eki, and then uh, Shinsaibashi. Yeah, it's right between those two stations. And ask anybody there where is Amemura, Amemura wa doko desu ka, and you'll be set. American Village in Okinawa is, um, I'm a bit not as well versed with this one. I don't know. It's close to the airport. That's all I can say, but Okinawa is pretty small, so I think you'll be able to find it. Uh, I'll look into that though more, but it's a great place to check out. I know it sounds contradictory if you are from America to go all the way to Japan. It's like, where is American town? But it's a really cool experience because you see how other, how the Japanese culture does like kind of like perceive American culture yeah 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 uh, and embrace other cultures and that's really a cool thing to do I mean just think about how many people from China and New York spend all day every day in Chinatown 
you know it's, they want to feel close to home yeah uh-huh. you, you would point. do the same so yeah and josh i would love to try england's fish and chips uh well luigi what's up welcome to the uh first youtube live uh have you seen any mexican restaurants around osaka i think it's spelled or any place you have been in japan i have yeah so mexican food is gaining popularity in japan but to get Mexican food, anything close to what I have had in California or Mexico, it's kind of more difficult. Definitely, there are a couple places. One is called Avocado in Kyoto, and that's run by a Mexican family. It's delicious. But um, to be quite frank, to be quite honest, I think most of the flavors uh, and like spices would be a bit more spicy than many people are used to palates in Japan. And uh, so they like have different variations of Mexican food that don't quite have like the same amount of like spice, which is honestly really good too. It's just not what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're around. Definitely, they're popular too. They're just they take some seeking out. The only one I can drop off the top of my head is avocado in Kyoto. So they're solid. Narciso, what's up? Welcome. Hope you're doing well. Saki, yeah, Mexican food. That's right. That's right. Um, cool. We have any events, other events we want to cover for a Christmas theme kind of thing? Um, just back to that um, previous event that we were last talking about, the Lantern Festival. Yeah. yeah, they're just showing off some of the crafts and stuff, and they do have a stage cast. Doesn't look like the photos came up, but um, I remember they had like a couple musicians and a magician and a few um, artists playing, which would be pretty fun. And yeah, here are some photos of it. If you guys want to take a look at those on the stream, looks like it's pretty fun. So, yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm sure any, you know, Western person wants to get a job as Santa Claus in Japan. They could do it in a heartbeat, you know, not, yeah, (laughs) it's just, I'm just saying if I really wanted to put on a white beard and go to Tokyo (laughs) during the holiday season and. Yeah. to sign up to be Santa Claus, I'm sure they'd be more happy to have me than anyone else because it is more of, you know, where I grew up and what I did, so. You know, Brandon, um, I never thought about that. But, yeah. <laughs> no, I think, you know, I don't know. I So in America, I remember always seeing, like, a Santa Claus at every mall during the holiday season. I don't know if I've seen that in Japan. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a tradition that's been brought over here. I'm going to ask around my friends <laughs> it's possible it has not been brought up but here. i do think that we are good on that event so let's yeah. pull that down so, yeah uh, the lantern event right yeah the lantern event's pretty solid and it's done yeah, uh, it, it does look just... it does look like it's going on um there... i don't know if they put the date up on this page copy that yeah those are very inspiring and they may have at the top actually um so yeah, it looked like it was actually, it already went by, but it's something they're going to do every year. So it does look really fun. So you can keep an eye out every year, uh, the week, the weekend before Christmas, literally the weekend prior to Christmas. So when it goes on yeah. and so it was this most recent, recent weekend and it was adult tickets for just 4,500 yen. So uh, 45 bucks a person or 17,000 for a group of four people and that includes four tickets LED sky lanterns for each person and access to everything there if you think about it an event like that that big 170 bucks split between four people's 
nothing. It's really nothing. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. I would take part in that in a heartbeat. That sounds very cool. All right. I think that covers it up for our uh, news topics on Japanese events and stuff like that. Uh, do you want to just get into like some questions I've got recently about uh, how J- Japan does celebrate some more uh, winter-related holidays? Yeah, absolutely. Did you want me to show the seasonal lift passes for the winter? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. if anyone is a uh, snowboarder or skier fan, do have some news about that as well too because i believe both brandon and myself brandon was a sponsored snowboarder and i was a snowboard videographer so we both were very happy about that and my mom was a ski instructor <laughs> not that that ma- makes any uh, <laughs> relevance but so we uh, of course are on board with any sort of a uh, ski or snowboard news yeah it does look like they have really affordable prices right now for us uh, open season where does it say this is all knowledge passes at uh vacation niseko is in niseko oh no let's see so it's the all mountain niseko pass i believe mm-hmm. the all mountain pass grants you access to yeah niseko yeah. united area gotcha correct so essentially because of the pandemic snow uh snow play snowboard ski resorts have been basically shut down hot second however um especially the ending of last season was cut very short so that did almost like borderline bankrupt a lot of the uh snowboard and ski uh resorts here however because things have gotten better here uh they can open up again so for an incentive for them just to get a massive amount of people back they're offering great low prices um which is cool for me if i can go um, we do have a question in the comments that is off topic, but I'm sure someone would like to hear about it, uh, or everyone would like to hear about this. It does say, I've heard that there were cults in Korea that target foreigners as well as in Japan. And yes, there are definitely, I don't know if I would call them cults though, right? They're they're more of religious sects or something like that, or like sets oh. or something like that. I don't, yeah. I haven't heard of anything like that personally. I wouldn't doubt it though. Uh, so for a while, mm, I don't, I can't think of anything like that. Personally, there was like high racial tensions between Korea and Japan. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt, and there still are, of course, after World War II. Uh, and then wearing the like a lot of motorcycle gangs in Japan that were subsets of the Yakuza would wear the Imperial. Japanese sun on their helmets, which is kind of a huge disrespectful thing to people like uh, of Korean descent. I don't know too much about this, so I'm sorry, I really don't feel comfortable talking about it. But yeah. That is one thing, like subsets, they're called uh, anyway, but that has phased out a little bit too, to be quite honest. I will look into that though. Uh, Maybe it's just something we can talk about in a future podcast. Yeah, yeah. Have, you, have you heard anything about that? Uh, uh, just a little bit from a few other Japanese podcasts where people have mailed in, but um, it it's more common for, uh, for instance, when foreigners come to visit and you walk out of the airport or you walk off of a train uh, entering, and you obviously look like a tourist, you know, entering like a bigger city, you'll occasionally bump into small groups of people who will like hand out pamphlets hoping that you can pay like five or ten bucks for the pamphlet so that way it can go towards their shrine or something like that or their set or whatever and then um 
there's also the occasional uh, story that I've heard of, and it's, it seems to be older generations in Japan that I've heard do this, yeah. where, um, and I don't think that it's a cult per se, but it's easy to perceive it as that. But yeah. uh, the stories that I've heard of people going to Japan and then just for fun seeing what it was like to follow and seeing what it was this whole quote unquote cult um, experience was because there are people who have written in stories uh, to um, other YouTubers and podcasters that I listen to yeah. and they've stated that they'd go to uh, they'd follow these people who met them at the hospital or the uh, airport and that's the first thing they did is say, Hey, do you want to come to our shrine? And they'd go there to some shrine and they pay them like a very small fee to stay there for a night, like cheaper than it would be for a hotel. And they feed them food and drinks and stuff. And they just hang out with them. And then they sign up, sign paperwork saying that they are currently a part of that, you know, group and they'll keep in touch with them after they go back to their home state. Cause they are essentially hoping that you'll send them money yeah repetitively to kind of help fund the lack of resources for the resources that they're lacking for some of the shrines that aren't being well taken care of but i don't know if it's more of a cult as much as it is as people trying to take care of the shrines Mm. and they're trying to find any way they can to get foreigners to help pay for the upkeep on them the only experience i have had is um from friends or myself too they have had like sort of what is it multi-level marketing schemes pyramid schemes basically mm-hmm. uh, that they try to get you to sign up for too and it's the same thing like they have yeah. like, something but that's actually not usually done by japanese people it's done by other uh uh immigrants i saw this on that live in japan yeah yeah and i saw like a lot of people got work visas through one of these organizations and all those visas got canceled once they realized they're kind of targeting foreigners that were like trying to make a life in Japan and they're targeting like older people in Japan to get like money to get them to like join these groups and then buy expensive jewelry from them to kind of like support them. something like that support the, support the shrine and there was one a little while that I saw some of these people like every mm-hmm. three blocks there'd be someone kind of just similar like trying to hand out these pamphlets and stuff like that um, yeah. usually there weren't Japanese people uh, but that that's gone now. I haven't seen that in years. Mm-hmm. Which is, I don't know too much behind that, but interesting about that. I'm sure yeah. that the pandemic has definitely slowed down uh, those people since there aren't enough tourists coming in for them to, you know, approach. I think it was the Japanese government, because uh, the one, the most famous cult here. I don't know too much about it. We can get into this in another podcast, but yeah. they did like a huge mass murder with uh, gas bombs inside of trash oh, cans. Goodness, and that's one of the reasons there's no trash cans anywhere. Like, yeah, there's, yeah, there's I've heard about that. Cans. Yeah, it's so, very difficult to find a trash can anywhere in like yeah. Tokyo or any other big uh-huh. city. It's because of that awful incident. So mm-hmm. I think when the Japanese police force, the Japanese government hears about a cult, they're like, oh, nope, not. Not again. Yeah, figure not out how to retract that retract that from our society as yeah. possible. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, anyway. Is karaoke popular in Japan? Of course it's popular. It's a it, Oh is, yeah. More so than I thought. It was Japanese very culture actually. all in one word. I was like <laughs> I was like, so in America my image of karaoke was basically that um you know, sometimes at a bar they would have karaoke. That was essentially my knowledge. But karaoke in Japan, there's even like in the smallest cities they have karaoke, and for uh, high school students, college students, 
uh, people that work together for old old people too, senior mm-hmm. citizens. Yeah, karaoke is popular for everyone of every like generation and sex too, which is very cool. And it's more so like a room experience. I think I did cover this a bit in my last podcast. Um, but so you basically rent a room for you and your friends or sometimes by yourself too if you just want to go and sing in a room for a while which is uh really cool and um karaoke is something different in japan man yeah yeah if you go with your friends you bring food and drinks they have like uh an unlimited refill uh juice bar or coffee bar which is very cool and yeah you just two hours one hour all night actually you can go there i've used karaoke rooms too uh as a comfortable place to sleep if i miss my last train Mm-hmm. So if I go, I've heard event, about that. A yeah. lot of people do that. They'll take naps, run out of karaoke room, take a nap in there. But you kind yeah. of have to deal with other people playing, sing, singing karaoke next to you. If yeah, exactly. It's not the most the case. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's a comfortable booth, and they're they're a fun place to check out. And uh, let's see, I got. Oh, I heard. Okay, is it true Christmas isn't celebrated the same way as how it's celebrated in America? Yeah, I would say. Um, yeah. So, want to get back to that, Brendan? How it's if it's celebrated differently? Oh, it's definitely celebrated yeah. differently. It's uh because it's 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 very new to Japan. Still, it's not a widely celebrated culture kind of deal in Japan when it comes to Christmas. Because it's more of a Western. Uh, it was more towards targeting Westerners around that time of year to buy products. It was mm, yeah, marketing technique uh, for most of most Japanese countries when it would get really busy that time of year. There'd be a lot of foreigners in the area. They use Christmas as an opportunity to sell Christmas-like products in Japan, but it's more and more over the last decade or so, I believe, especially from what I've seen, uh, that it's becoming a lot more adopted towards the younger generations to actually you know it's just becoming more popular yeah. like the actual uh-huh. traditional sense of how christmas is looked at in japan uh compared to western culture but it used to not really be a thing at all kind of like halloween halloween wasn't really a thing too much in japan and then it just kind of got adopted because you got to dress up and everyone loved the fact that you can dress up as something you know yeah uh-huh. yeah very true um i think christmas here so in America, uh, most of the West, actually, my image is Christmas has traditionally been more family-oriented. You spend it with your family mm-hmm. uh, and exchange gifts. Uh, of course, there's a lot more of a religious connotation there, too. However, Christmas in Japan was initially uh, indoctrinated due to marketing of companies wanting to sell things to people. And um, New Year's was already a thing in Japan, and that was the family-oriented holiday. So if you're looking to market a holiday to a new culture and it's a family-oriented holiday, but there's already a family-oriented or- holiday five days away from then. It's not going to work so well. So what they did, they marketed Christmas as a uh, a romantic holiday, as something you spend with your uh, significant other, uh, or with yeah, basically just that. And then so you mainly buy one gift. This was also done with a lot of um, high-end uh, fashion brands because. Mm-hmm. If you're only buying one gift instead of like a gift for your whole family, it's going to probably be more expensive. So they marketed it also as a uh, more uh, romantic holiday. And that being done, uh, that's what it is now. Uh, New Year's, you definitely spend with your whole family, usually eating a a traditional Japanese meal and usually visiting a uh, close by local shrine and basically praying for good luck and prosperity for the coming year. 
cleaning your whole house as a family together, spending time together as a family to start fresh. And um, I think that's a phenomenal thing that I took part in a couple times in Japan with my friends' families. But definitely Christmas, on the other hand, it would be more so uh, so you just scramble to get a date. If, if you're single, you scramble to get a date. That's a great time for many couples to start, actually, what I've heard from friends. It's like, oh yeah, we got together on Christmas because people are looking, they don't want to spend Christmas alone or really with friends either. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I kind of wish more American culture would adopt, you know, adopt that where yeah. Christmas doesn't have to be you buying a thousand gifts for everybody. And Wes knows how I feel about Christmas. I'm not a party yeah. pooper as much as m- most people think I am, but I, I digress. I'm... <laughs> My opinion on Christmas is um, be with your friends or family. Friends if you don't have family, but if you do have like a significant other or loved ones that you live with, spend it with them and only them. Don't go to a thousand families' houses. Don't buy a thousand people on her side, his side. It's, It's just too much. I don't think people should go into debt for a holiday, and that's what Christmas does to my family most years it does it to a lot of american families most years and black friday and all that doesn't help but i think the idea of how christmas is thought of in japan is very very nice that they want to spend it with uh you know go on a date or spend it with a couple friends that's how i see christmas that's how i i'm spending mine with my girlfriend and my girlfriend only this year so i don't plan on getting anyone gifts and i told everyone not to give me gifts so it's going to be it's going to be nice. I'm kind of looking forward to it. In a way, it's like uh, a Christmas-themed Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd say so. But then, and then you also have New Year's here, which is a very family-oriented holiday, but mm-hmm. no gifting involved. So that's a good yeah, just champagne and you know glitter bombs. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a good amount of that. Uh-huh. Do we have some of our favorite tourist attractions in Japan that we would recommend? Ooh, I have my personal ones, but they're not that popular of ones. Hey, um, your personal might be someone else's favorite, too. Yeah, you never okay. know. So, renting a jet ski in Lake Biwako. It's so much you fun. You already told me when you said jet ski. Right? So, you can't not smile on a jet ski. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Lake Biwako is the place to be. It's close to Kyoto, uh, about a 30-minute train right there. There's an amazing, like, beach boardwalk. This is more so, of course, for springtime, summertime. However, um, so I'm going to preface this with saying I believe it's as safe as possible. But you can either rent one yourself without any sort of license or something like that. And uh, it's pretty affordable. And there are just people out to meet other people on the beach, which is a very fun thing. A very fun uh, area or culture to experience as a traveler. I know this is so much not Christmas themed. But... um. It doesn't so, have to be your like, answering yeah. your fans. That's that's <laughs> part of a podcasting. So 20, yeah, twenty bucks <laughs> to rent a jet ski, and you can also rent a uh, thing you pull on the jet ski, like a big floating. Ah, uh, yeah. And then strangers, just other people, yeah, costumes can like you can invite them to ride on it, and this is such a cool way to make friends in uh in Japan, just riding jet skis together and pulling people around together on a giant inflatable thing. In my opinion, I can see why you enjoy that because you're used to being raised in a American culture where bumping into random strangers and making friends is very easy to do. In Japan, that's not an easy thing to do. So if you can find yeah. something that allows you to do that, absolutely, I can see why that yeah. would be a blast. Uh-huh. 
gives you an opportunity to meet new people and enjoy spending time with them for sure. Yeah, uh-huh. so Lake Biwako, it's kind of like a really cool like subculture. It's like, it's a lake, but it's kind of like a cool beach culture. I like that a lot. Just check out renting. They have stations to rent these jet skis every couple miles or so. It's a really cool area. Just a random one I remember today. And yeah. Soup gang, soup gang. Hey, indeed, indeed, indeed. All day therapy. Appreciate you all. Jaden, welcome you guys. This is very interesting. Okay, cool. Uh, what is your favorite part of uh, the Christmas Eve and day? So that's a good question. I personally haven't seen a difference in the way Christmas Eve and Christmas Day is celebrated. Uh, some of my friends that have like a long-term significant other will basically just go on two back-to-back dates for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. And some acquaintances that are not, you know, the most best of people or are just exploring the world will go on two separate dates on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day uh, with different people and also friends and sometimes myself that have no date just hang out with friends on both days or just do homework. I've, I haven't seen them celebrated two different ways uh, in Japan. I think so. That's how they're marketed. Ian, hi, back to you. Hope you're doing well. Uh, New Year's Eve, also on New Year's Day, however, is celebrated very much. So New Year's Eve is celebrated very much in a similar way as America. Uh, usually my friends and I will go out to an event, uh, maybe a club or something. However, everybody does have like, you know, a family event the next day. So people don't go that hard. Usually it's like a stay up to midnight and then you, uh, some people will do the new year's like countdown, uh, in the streets. It's almost as big as I've seen in like New Orleans, New York videos Mm -hmm. in the cities of Japan. Uh, and then the key difference for New Year's Eve is, uh, go see a shrine. Like there was lines, there's like a mass migration of people from the club to the shrine. Uh, when I went to the last New Year's Eve in Kyoto. Yeah. yeah very cool and then you just you know quickly you don't want to take too much time you throw in a five yen coin clap two times make a prayer and i don't think it's so much a religious thing is it is like a social practice of celebrating a culture with everybody yeah, i know there's a lot of people who are not religious in japan that still go to the shrines and do those you know practices that they grew up doing just out of respect or just because it's something that they feel good doing yeah you know Gotta fix your hat there, bud. I'm trying to see if the... <laughs> the antlers, is that what it is? I didn't even know it had antlers. Look at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah my best. That works. Does that work? Okay. Yeah, it looks festive. Yeah. So yeah, it's more of a cultural thing, no religious. And then, of course, New Year's Day is more of, you know, you meet with your family. Uh, and I think I did discuss this just briefly, but clean, go to another shrine. And yeah. Uh, have a family dinner. So I hope I hope that Japan doesn't start manipulating children into believing that Santa Claus comes every year because that's just heartbreaking for everyone in America. Like that's 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 just a heart shattering thing for every kid when they find out Santa Claus isn't real. Just let the Japanese kids believe it. He's just some guy that shows up and hands you, you know, know, like a candy cane at once a year. Yeah. <laughs> I need to ask my friends about that. I don't know what role Santa Claus plays in Japanese culture. I know that Colonel Sanders from KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken, dresses up like Santa Claus. But <laughs> Japanese parents don't give their kids gifts on Christmas and say it's from Santa Claus. As far as I know, I'm going to have to ask about that. Mm-hmm. 
I think as a kid personally, I believe Santa Claus was real for a hot second longer than more kids. Maybe. My parents, because my yeah, parents went all out with this. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. My parents went all out with like the facade. I really hope this isn't streaming to anybody like of a young age. That I'd, that doesn't matter. But uh, <laughs> I would never want to be that person. But yeah, my parents would go all out. Like they would leave. Like they would make sure like me and my sisters would write letters to Santa. I don't know why they did this at all, honestly. Um, and then they're like, okay. And then like Santa would leave a note. We would like make cookies for him. Did be like a bite out of them. They went all out. I think it's my mom. My mom was all about theatrics with everything. It's kind of funny if you think about like. Um... I know the U.S. Postal Service probably has a massive collection of mail that they get every year that they can't send anywhere, but I don't know. Do they send it to the North Pole? You know what I mean? Like, how do you right? How do you deal with all of Santa Claus mail? And then you have to think to yourself, how many kids in Japan are actually sending out Santa Claus mail? Probably not nearly as much. I have no idea. I really don't. No, I don't think it's a thing here. I mean, like, just the, I have I have no idea, yeah. But it's mainly just you know a good excuse to go on a very more expensive date or something like that. And oh, I have like a guest over here. Oh. <sighs> no, this guy here. <laughs> it's Yoda. Oh yes, Brendan Scott, definitely fantastic. Here, bud, you wanna hang out back here? Uh, do you have a Christmas date this year, Wes? Uh, says Jesse Alvarez. I, I do, I believe, yeah. Uh, I make plans with uh, my friend's friend on Christmas, who I believe is kind of cute. I don't know if it's like a romantic thing, but uh, it's going to be fun anyway. We're going to get chicken, as you may have guessed if you've listened to the rest of this. And then cake. Oh, another big Christmas tradition here in Japan is getting cake, which is cool. I, yeah, I don't know why, again, but Christmas cake is a big thing here. Hey, the cats! Oh my goodness, I miss pets. Christmas cake, uh, yeah, is the thing. Keki. Keki in Japanese is keki. I feel like all the Japanese words I've said in this entire stream have just been English words that I say with like, uh, like Kiragana <laughs> phonetics. But that's typically believe. how it's pronounced in most, uh, you know, ink borrowed English words. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just, uh, it's crazy. It really does blow my mind, like how much borrowed English just has the phonetics added on to make it sound Japanese. Yeah, I was, I was chopping up some cabbage earlier with my girlfriend for dinner. and She was like, how do you say cabbage in Japanese? I said, uh, kabetsu or something like that. Exactly, or, yeah, kabetsu, yeah, right? Kabetsu. And she's like, so it's just cabbage. I was like, yeah, it's kabetsu. <laughs> yeah. Uh, randomly, I don't know why that is, because carrot is ninjin, uh, mm-hmm. and then cabbage Chabier is ringo. Ringo. Yeah. It's like every fruit and vegetable, they just take turns switching back and forth. Uh, <laughs> I think it's what's close. What I think some fruit was much more easier to access whenever Japanese as a country was oh, creating word. Um, and then as imports started coming in because of Western cultures uh, creating an impact on Japanese culture, that's when they were like, ah, we'll just name it what they already called it. They said that's a banana, we'll call it a banana. You yeah. know? <laughs> that's true, that's true. Yeah, exactly. I guess it does come from what fruits have to be imported as opposed to what fruits can be naturally created. Christmas in Japan, the same day as in America. Yeah, it is. It's a bit in the future. It's 16 hours ahead, but Christmas is December 25th. Christmas Eve is December 24th. Um, and that is it. Christmas cake. 
Uh, dang, I want that now, says Raw Elements. Yeah, Christmas cake. I can't think of how it's different from other cakes. Usually it's like a, like a white or a, yeah, a white kind of cake looking thing. And then it has like a white and red theme. Yeah, mm -hmm. just like maybe Christmas colors. I don't know. Yeah, cake here is delicious, by the way. Uh, being someone that was not a big fan of sweets in America, uh, I love sweets here. And a common perceptive of Japanese people too that have been to America is that um, American sweets use a lot more sugar than they do in uh, Japanese or European sweets, which I could kind of get to. Not to like slam American sweets, there are sweets in America I love too, but just like if you imagine that kind of really vibrant birthday cake that they often have for kids' parties, you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Those are wild sweet, right? I think. Very sweet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I haven't really enjoyed cake since I was like maybe 19 or 20 because it's just too oh. sweet for me and my adult. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. I thought As like I got older, I started eating spicy food and I started drinking bourbon and I started enjoying <laughs> the bitter things in life and I stopped caring about the sweet food that I okay. enjoyed as a in my youth. So Yeah, I can respect that, but I'm going to swear on this. Uh, Japanese sweets are unbelievably good they're just like very light and very fluffy and uh christmas cake here is delicious not too sweet that's the main thing i very much enjoy yeah mm -hmm. mark says what's up wes what's up mark hope you're doing well uh just wanted to say thanks for providing all the anime movies in discord every week hey Jaden, appreciate you yeah yeah let's watch something else this week we'll i'll post about this after yeah we gotta we gotta throw up that in the announcements um discord everybody discord join yeah. our discord uh, we will have to uh, go to Wes's TikTok. He has it in his link tree. I think that's what you have, right? His link tree. Yeah, correct. Uh, Click on that Discord. Thing. Go to the Discord. Uh, we have a great community. Over 2,000 people. Wes just got partnered with Discord. Yes. This week. We've been waiting on that for like a month. So we finally yeah. got partnership with Discord. And uh, we do anime movie nights every single Friday. Uh, he'll put up on the announcements a vote for I believe five or six different films that everyone sent requests into him and the ones that got the most requests he'll put them up and yeah we just live stream it for everyone to enjoy watching with us so and then the uh, text to chat goes crazy everyone's just discussing it in text the whole time we're watching the movies we have a blast I love anime I movie night it's, the one, it's one of those days every week I really look forward to since I've joined your discord server so I think that covers a good amount of the Christmas stuff I had. Yeah, absolutely. Does anybody else have any more questions about Japanese Christmas or Christmas in Japan just in general? Uh, how many hours do you think it took you to be semi-fluent in Japanese? I know you studied uh, for a good amount of time every day. Good question. Yeah, so not Christmas related. If anyone does have Christmas holiday related things. Oh, one other thing I did want to touch upon. I know not everyone who studies, uh, celebrates Christmas. I haven't had a time to get on this, like for people of the, like that celebrate Hanukkah or anything like that. I don't know for whatever reason that has not been marketed in Japan at all. Um, I have a, most, most of my Japanese friends have heard about Hanukkah. I believe it's part of the curriculum in uh, global studies in their high schools, but there's a very, there's a very small celebration of that here too, as well as Kwanzaa, as well as other uh, holidays for um, 
Japan aside from Christmas, but that could change soon. No one knows. I think mainly it's because there's almost little religious connection in Christmas. Uh, it's mainly all about. I, I just want to say capitalism. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Fun. Yeah. Uh, and again, yeah, in America too, there it's a family orientation. There's a religious orientation. Even though Santa probably has nothing to do with religion, I believe Santa does kind of come from a pagan thing. I don't know. We can, we can get into that topic all day, but <laughs> we, we can discuss yeah, that on another exactly. Podcast. It's just a conversation for you and me, maybe. But yeah, as far as people that aren't of the uh, aren't like a Christian that celebrate other uh, mm-hmm. December holidays, I don't know many things. I know my Nordic that. gods would be upset if i said santa claus was all christian based so oh yeah i won't i don't want to upset odin so there we go uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah just point being i have had some solid friends i studied abroad with that were like jewish and they uh they just took part in christmas things too because there was like zero religious connection to it mm-hmm. and i think that's basically what it comes down to at this point i'm not sure yet I feel like Santa, Santa was a mascot and nothing more. <laughs> hey, mascots are popular in Japan too, so maybe you could find like a, a prefect that <laughs> needs a yeah. mascot and suggest Santa Claus to come out. And that could sure. be like Santa Claus prefecture of Japan every year. <laughs> right, yeah, that could be. When I was like a little kid, I think Harry Potter and Santa Claus, not, not Harry Potter, was coming out, and I was a fan of Harry Potter, like right before I stopped believing in Santa Claus and I really wanted Santa Claus to bring me a letter to Hogwarts and I was like I thought it was like my short shortcut I was like I'm so clever I thought about this <laughs> I just have to I'm sure they have connections because they're both magical beings but then oh, don't I think talk the next Harry Potter that's the only thing I care about in this world <laughs> <laughs> that's fair uh, you know this. I'm a Harry Potter freak, dude. Yeah, it's all good, bro. I, I that's that's literally like <laughs> the movies we put on loop every December. Like, I'll put on horror movies, and my friends will come over and watch scary movies all of October. I won't watch anything but scary movies on October with my friends. But come holiday season, I'm not watching Elf and all those <laughs> other traditional Christmas yeah. movies. I'm watching Harry Potter, and that's no. It. That's, they got a holiday vibe. I support that. That's oh, cool. yeah, absolutely. It's always snowing, and it's just uh, they always bring up the Christmas holiday at some point in most of the movies, you yeah, know. Well, so, because it's like yeah. right there in the middle of school year. Correct, yeah. So, thank you. What was question? Oh, yeah, Santa being a mascot. Anyway, yeah. Santa uh, being a mascot. Um, make us believe something like that. Maybe Santa Claus was a wizard. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't have any remote. Like, I'm not like, dang, mom, why did you try to pretend that Santa was real? I was just like, wow, I'm impressed you kept up a charade <laughs> for and, like, so long. Yeah, like staying up. I mean, I guess we were passing out, and we would wake up early as kids. Like my sisters and I would set up alarms because we wanted to catch Santa. My mom would like throw us every year. I don't know why. I don't know. As a parent, I might do the same thing. But my friends, so my best friend at the time, their parents did not care at all about that. I don't yeah. think they ever. They're like, all right, here's. I I don't think I could. I don't office. think I, I don't want to see my kid's heart get broken at broken at a certain age because they find out. You know, that, that's just Ew. me personally. Because I my girlfriend told me how the day yeah. that she realized that Santa Claus wasn't real, uh, she said that one day she, uh, her parents got a camcorder one year and she uh-huh. kept setting it up 
and like practicing recording she figured until she figured out how to use it and then christmas eve she said i'm her mom said hannah you need to go to bed she said no i need to set up the camcorder so i can get evidence of santa claus coming down the chimney and uh she said just go to bed i'll put up the camcorder she said but you have to promise you'll hit record she said i promise i'll do it right now and then in the morning hannah's mother said oh i'm sorry i forgot and it was right then and there hannah said he's not real it's not real yeah that's crazy (laughs) that would probably do it that's a lot of dedication at that point for a kid to do points to your girlfriend (laughs) yeah i was always like clever enough to think i'll record him (laughs) yeah I was just like, this is a magical being. He's going to be a, let, a letter to Hogwarts anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, what's going far from the thing of, uh, I <laughs> think, <laughs> sir, like, uh, we've been going on for about an hour and a half. Did you want yeah. to wrap it up for the evening? I think we do have to wrap it up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oftentimes we do wrap up the podcast with some uh, Japanese study words. So let's go for some holiday themed ones. I think hey, like, yeah. uh, we covered some, uh, Christmas is Kurismisu, which is fair enough. Mm-hmm. Remember. Uh, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Santa Claus, Santa Claus, dang, cake is cakey, cakey, yeah, what is, uh, snow is Yuki, okay, Yuki. here's the more ones, Yuki, so, uh, snow is falling, rain is falling, the same thing, would, uh, snowman be Yuki Jen? Oh no, it's Yuki Kaburi, it, snow, that's a good person, that means, uh, so Jin means person, yeah, snow person, uh, Yuki, Dadugi, hold on. It's Yuki Dadugi. It's something else. I learned this because of the movie Frozen being so popular. Yuki Dadugi, I think. And then what about uh, Mistletoe? Do you know Do you know Mistletoe? Mistletoe. I have no idea what Mistletoe is in Japanese. I'm sorry. <laughs> I caught you off guard with that one. <laughs> oh, no, you asked some hard questions. Okay, it's called Yadorigi. What was it? Yadorigi. But it's in katakana so that means it's a borrower they took that from so that means it's probably not an indigenous uh plant for japan interesting yuki daruma okay hold on let's erase the bad japanese i almost taught people snowman is not yuki jin which does translate uh directly to snowman but <laughs> so yuki jin could be another way of saying it ask your friends I will. Ask, your, ask your friends yeah is, is yuki jin another way of saying snowman I would. Things like, it's so interesting how things don't translate uh, literally so many times, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yuki Dadama. Like, I wonder what Dadama means. Uh, so, Yuki in the word, the kanji for Yuki is there. So, there's this no kanji, but Dadama is just in hiragana, so it just means. Uh, same thing as snowman. Let's see. What does Dadama mean? Dadama. What oh, is. Dadama, that's so crazy. Dadama is a uh, traditional Japanese, uh, like, demon. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that wow. you uh, you buy and you fill the eyes in, basically. Uh, so one eye is filled in when you buy it, and then you make a wish. You fill in the other eye when that wish is granted. And snow demon. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's not quite a demon. It's an entity. It's. Uh, I know what you mean. I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah, they have it's so hard to translate because it's, it's, uh-huh. it's like it's like they're they're demons and gods. Spirit. Oh, spirit, spirit, yeah. spirit, yeah, spirit. spirit. It's so hard to translate things sometimes between no spirit, man. because the strong implication Christianity has had that everything that is not like a god or an angel is, is demon bad. Yeah. So like snow angel doesn't make sense. Yeah. I wonder what snow angels in Japanese. I don't think I've seen people do that here. Oh, you have to introduce that to your friends if they don't know it. Snow. I 
down. Make a oh, snow angel. Snow angel. Yeah, uh, I guess. <laughs> and uh, hot chocolate is hot to chocolate. Hot. What is yeah. hot chocolate? Honestly, hot to chocolate. Uh, no, it's just called uh, uh, choc. No, what is it called? Choco tapioca. So I'm thinking of literal translations. So yeah, hot chocolate can be used. However, I've heard my friends say just uh, chocunomu, like drinking chocolate or something like that. I believe. Uh, so yeah, yuki, yuki is snow. <laughs> Back towards that, you know. So yuki is uh, it's snowing is yuki ga furu. Uh, it's raining is ame. Ame is rain. Ame ga furu. So that's the same kind of thing. Um, ame, ame, ame. I don't know if I know any other like holiday words that are interesting. Ooh, ame. Oh, so one other final thing. The foods that are popular in Japan do change a lot seasonally. And one very popular Japanese food for the winter is nabe. And nabe is like uh, a shared food, so it's a very social meal to have. Where there's boiling soup and boiling water, and you basically put in thinly sliced meat, uh, if you're vegetarian, tofu, and then a lot of vegetables and stuff like that, and you eat it together. Uh, you, once you put something in, you can kind of like take it out and enjoy it. However, uh, it's only done in the winter time. I don't know why exactly, but uh, it's so good. It's amazing. And if you're here during the holidays, that is a great thing to do with friends, with a date during New Year's and Christmas. And yeah, that might be all I have for vocabulary. Yeah, an hour, 28 minutes. Yeah. Well... I had a lot of fun today. I hope everyone else did too. I think uh, I think this may be the direction that we might be moving the podcast. We'll still probably upload these after we do the lives and put them on Spotify for those who don't use YouTube or access it. Yeah. So you guys will more than likely be the first to hear it. Correct, without a doubt. So thank you guys so much for uh, stopping by, for watching, for participating by uh, commenting questions or comments. Mm-hmm. That was very much uh, helpful for us. And uh, yeah, if you do listen to the podcast, thank you so much for checking it out. This will be the direction that we are likely heading in uh, the near future. With some slight edits, possibly. And you guys were a part of this whole production, so cheers. Yes, and thank you so much for coming. Uh, congrats for whatever sort of... Um, holiday celebrate during the season happy new year's to all and if you guys also have any questions or comments you'd like to send us or even personal stories of your experiences in japan please send them to us at our email that's a uh, podcast at westmather.com correct correct yeah podcast yeah. at westmather.com and, and we then can, there's I, questions that we can do some study like uh research beforehand and get in depth into mm-hmm. and we can put that in the description below as well for anyone that would like to know how to you get to that link if you would like Correct. i think um, yeah but i can't think of anything else so so good all right so we're signing off awesome and, uh, appreciate you all thanks happy for coming everybody um, happy holidays and uh yeah i'm glad we share the same interest in travel and peace all right well matinee <laughs>
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Travel Japan with West Mather podcast. This was a fairly different episode, and please let me know on any of the platforms that I take part in, such as TikTok, Discord, or YouTube, or Instagram, what you thought about this. We will likely be doing a similar podcast soon, and I promise my audio quality will be better on coming podcasts. So have a great holiday season, whatever you celebrate, and best wishes from here in Osaka, Japan. Thank you. Bye.